Hey there, I'm Trevor Houston, the creator of the Who You Know Summit, and I'd like to welcome you to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. On our program, we'd like to show you the job search like you've never seen. Everything from getting noticed by employers, how to properly format your resume, and how to network effectively using LinkedIn to drive recruiters to your profile. We even take suggestions from our amazing community. So if you want to learn all things job search, go ahead and subscribe now. Focus. It's all about the job search. So if you want to learn how to land that next success, you heard them. All you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing. Welcome back, guys. Uh, thank you for engaging in the comments. I see you. We got a we got a bunch of tens, but there are some fours, five, sixes in there. So let's get that. Let's up. get that up. We are going to hear from our special guest, Christy Meenan. And Christy was a struggling job seeker. She tried for over a year to land a job. How many of you kind of identify with that? Yeah. Any job, right? She applied for over 100 roles and landed only a few interviews, not one single offer out of those 100s, right? It's like out of 100, right? About this big. Come on. That can kind of get you down. Yeah. At a loss, she met with recruiters and resume writers to find out what she was doing wrong and what she learned is going to blow you guys away. So, Christy, big round of applause for Christy. Thank you for joining Thanks. us. Thanks, Thanks. for being here. Uh, good to see you again because we saw you at Video Marketing World. Yes. Uh, not too long ago, just a couple weeks ago. Um, take us back. We want to hear about your story. And, you know, I think... Um, it really started culminating in 2016, right? You were at a position, maybe wasn't the right fit, and so you found yourself looking for a job. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing. So I knew I knew what my strong assets were. You know, I was a great writer. I had had experience in corporate training, in corporate communications, in marketing, um, and then with a journalism degree. And so I knew my sweet spots and I thought this will be easy. I know the value that I can bring employers, you know, just put me into the spot and I will shine. I was convinced. So, um, you know, I started applying and I wasn't quite certain if I wanted to go the marketing route or the corporate communications route or the training route. So mm -hmm. I decided that I was going to, because I wanted to get hired fast, nobody likes to be unemployed. So um, I decided that I was going to put all of my experience, all of my talents, all of my expertise into one resume so that I could be anything to everybody. Okay. Okay. So more of a broad-based stroke, right? As right. far as your resume goes. Right. Um, you found yourself looking for the job, and it sounds like you, you didn't really have a, a, a clear direction right you, you right. were you were kind of being pulled in different directions well i could do this i could do this emotionally what were you going through how was it for you emotionally i didn't understand things weren't adding up you know i had a degree i had experience with big companies in the dallas fort worth area you know i'd i've been raised on the importance and the value of building relationships and networking and connections and introductions so i had a strong network working for me and i i just felt like i have all the things yeah. i should like why is nothing happening i mm -hmm. don't understand it just didn't make sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. over time we've learned over the last 20 years we've learned a certain way of doing things a certain speed of doing things what made sense then but you got to remember, 20 years ago, guys, we yeah. didn't have all this technology that we got now. Right. So the technology has been 
it's supposed to enhance what we were already doing. But what we did, guys, was get behind the technology and we made a whole new world behind the technology. And it feels different because it's supposed to feel different. We're supposed to still hold on to those relationships, <laughs> you know, and the things that the, the technology was intended to, uh, to, to support became what we did. And we're wondering why it feels different. We're wondering why we're having all these problems now. Well, one of the things that I know, and you guys probably have seen as well, that technology, as good as it is and is, is an efficiency tool, it's really had almost an opposite effect, right? Because it's opened the door of opportunity to other geographical areas for you know more information getting out about positions um, that you might not have heard of before. So I think in some cases it's extended the search, right? Right. Um, so it really is the opposite effect. And you know, let's talk about that because in Coach's Corner this morning, we had some people talking about you know their frustrations because some of them had been in a job search. They have been for well past 12 months, you know, some yeah. are going on two years. Yeah. So, you know, it's not only about finding your job, which, you know, in some cases is your identity, right? Part of your identi identity, um, the stresses that it causes at home, but also financially, right? Some people can't go that long financially yeah. without, right. without a J-O-B. So right. talk to us a little bit about that. Cause I know that, you know, how, how things have impacted you financially. Sure, sure. So two things about that when you've been unemployed for six months we'll just say greater than six months you know you're starting to begin to not be able to afford the basics so there's a point in your job search where sometimes you do have to settle for something just to get by mm -hmm. so it's okay to settle in my head temporarily not long term, you know. Right. And yeah. so, for job seekers out there that are having to that find themselves in that situation and that are having to settle for something just to get by, it's okay. But you have to be very um, intentional with your time. So, time blocking. I talk to clients all the time about time blocking. If you're working a job that you don't love full time, then you need to block out some hours at night or on the weekend to continue with your job search efforts because mm -hmm. the right job is out there. It's just a matter of learning how to now balance what time you do have and be intentional with those hours that you do have. Now, I know the audience wants to hear like, dad directly, joke. well, dad joke, right? <laughs> oh no. They may not want to hear that dad joke, but um, we'll, we'll see. But for you personally, like the, the financial toll and impact, how did that impact you? What did you go through? My social life went from here to like non-existent. <laughs> okay, so you feel like more isolated, right? I, yeah, I felt more isolated. And, and not only that, but when I could no longer live my social life the way that I was used to. And so I had peers, colleagues, you know, that didn't have any problem spending whatever it was, you know, when I'm sitting there thinking, I can barely afford to get a 7-Up at 7-Eleven, you know. I remember. Yeah, so, so it's tough. Yeah. It is tough, but you have to stay 
focused on the course. Remind yourself what's important. Get smart with your budgets. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of resources online that can help you set up a budget. There's subscriptions out there that they can take a look at all your finances and renegotiate deals with providers like satellite radio providers, cable providers, all that kind of thing. You just have to get creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to be proactive. And proactive. Right? Because sure. a lot of people out there, and if this is you and you identify with that, you're sitting there with your head in the sand. And, you know, I mean, not that you're not concerned about it, right? I'm sure, you know, all of us are concerned about keeping our bills paid and everything like that. But, yeah. You know, the key is being proactive and communicating because there is help that's out there. And especially right now. You know, I think a lot of those institutions and, you know, creditors or debtors or whatever, they're more receptive to working with people, right? Because of what they've just gone through. Yeah, they have to be because of the dynamics of what's going on in the world today, you know. If they're not open to that, they're going to they're going to suffer and not even in the end, they're going to suffer in the interim. Mm -hmm. And can I say one other thing about that? When you are broke or near broke. You, you carry with you the broke mindset. And it's really hard to break out of that. And you need to. You need to not carry the broke mindset. That's good. Yeah, yeah. it is too, yeah. Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> okay, this one's for free. Get rid of the broke mindset. Because as long as you continue to live in this broke mindset, it's going to be that much harder to get out of it. There are people out there that can help. There are resources out there that can help. And also, I want you to be mindful of what money you do have. If if there's something that is going to help propel you in your job search, right. mm. that is worth the investment. That's worth mm, the investment. Right there. Right there, right? I got I one mean, for that one. <laughs> that, Christy, that one went over there. You, you, can, you can use There you one. go. So... <laughs> We, we've talked about this, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, we've we've talked bit, about yeah. the, the whole concept of, you know, the search in finances and a career transition being a financial transition as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but a lot of people, I think, even though they may have heard it, they can't get their heads wrapped around, like, I make, you know, $120,000 a year. I made $120,000 a year. I'm in the search. I'm cutting back. I don't have income. Things are tight. I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. And you're right. If if there is something that's going to propel you to your next successful position, but it costs something, what is that saving you on the back end, right? Because every month that you're out of work at $120,000, you're losing $10,000 a month. So I heard this yeah. just last night. Uh, for professionals, the idea is to allocate 1% on average of your income to your professional development a year. So if you're making 100000 then you need to be dedicating $1,000 at least to your professional development. So you might use that as a guide. And then the other thing that I always talk to um, clients or anybody that's on the phone, consultations, what have you, um, LinkedIn Premium. For job seekers, 
Can I have a mic drop for LinkedIn yeah. premium for yeah. job? I got a mic drop. I got a mic drop I've for that. Link- yep. Of course, I have to have LinkedIn. And military, too. And military. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So for LinkedIn premium, there are so many things that are available through LinkedIn premium. You can apply through jobs, obviously, but there's like recruiter, there's interviewing tools, there's compensation guides. Yeah. There's so much in there. And, and what's great about LinkedIn premium is you get the first 30 days for free. Oh. Yeah, and so, I think if you're a veteran or active duty, you get a whole year for free. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that military mm-hmm. discount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, That's Rick, great to know. Wow. Now you know. Mar- now I know. Now you Mark's know. Air Force, you guys. So how did you get back? Like, so how did you get through that? Um, what are some of the things that you did? maybe did wrong, right? So here's how I got through it. Okay. <laughs> After a year failing, over a hundred, over a hundred applications. I, I kid you not. Over a hundred applications, less than five interviews, and no offers. So, like I said in the beginning, I felt about this big, and I had to say, okay, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I need to put the job search on hold. Of course, everybody's like, are you sure you want to do Yes, I'm sure I want to do that because what I'm doing is not working. Mm-hmm. So I need to figure out what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do more of? What do I need to do less of? And I met with recruiters. I met with headhunters. I met with resume writers. And I just said, please enlighten me. <laughs> please tell me what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And what I learned... I, I, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Job seekers do not know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And what I learned blew me away. A- and it was very positive mm-hmm. what I walked away with because I yeah. felt now, all of a sudden, I felt armed with knowledge to, and I had a decision. Okay, now that I know what I know, know what I was doing wrong and know what I need to do more of and less of, do I go back to the job search and get hired? Or do I teach others what I learned. Oh, servant leadership, huh? huh? It was it was an incredibly pivotal moment for me because I thought, all right, I have a writing background. I have a marketing background. I love to write. I love to market. Now I have all of this knowledge that most job seekers are unaware of. How can I combine all of these things? And a friend of mine was saying, you need to sell your services. And I just kind of thought, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And if I can coach you and teach you these things to speed up the job search process, now I'm doing what I love. I'm helping people and I'm earning an income and I'm no longer broke. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, And then you start to think, I wonder what guy put me down here. (laughs) There is no doubt in my mind. Uh Uh-huh. There is no doubt in my mind. I am I am in the right place with the right people. And you're, to your point, servant leadership. I mean, it's so important. The same thing happened to me. I realized one day, oh, my goodness, I've been a recruiter for, we won't talk about how many years. <laughs> I am the job father, so we won't talk about years. Uh, and all of a sudden, I did the same thing. Started helping people. How do you help people? Get people together. In, in my case, it was get people together in groups. So they can have the experience that you talked about when you were meeting with people and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you had talked about 
one of the things that you had done is is revamp your resume, yes. right? Um, in in this was this before or after your aha moment as far as coaching and helping you making that pivot? So the way that my resume looked before I knew what I learned, uh, I was trying to be the jack of all trades. So I had my name, and then I had the headline, and the headline had three different roles mm. that I could have been, could have been, and they're distinctly different. You know, it wasn't like there were similar at all. I could go this direction, this direction, or this direction. And what I thought was, this is going to help me because people are going to recognize me as, wow, she can do this and this and this. And instead, what I found out <laughs> is recruiters were like, she doesn't know what she wants to do. She's very unclear. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. my resume went into the no, into the I don't know pile. Yeah. I always talk to people and I say, okay, when a recruiter is looking at your resume, they look at it in less than 10 seconds and they decide, yes, it's worth looking deeper. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Uh -huh. Or I don't know, which might as well be And no. two of those go to file 13. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so what was happening was I was presenting as the jack of all trades, master of nothing, and that gets you nowhere. Mm -hmm. So that would be one of my pieces of advice is decide what it is you want to do and focus on that mm -hmm. and, and build your resume around that. Okay. okay, Chrissy, uh, I hate asking this question, but I know I've got to ask this question. We talked about the influx of technology and the, the secondary effects of job search, and it has shortened our desired resume length. So how long should our resume be, in Chrissy's opinion? I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> and, and the answer is, it depends. I knew it. <laughs> she it should depends. be a recruiter. <laughs> but, but yeah, here's yeah. the general guideline. Whatever you put on your resume, it needs to be relevant. Uh, the other R word, you relevant. guys. Relevant. That's my mic. I got, okay, I got to get them. <laughs> Throw it down there. Relevant. Relevance. Relevance. So if you're, a fairly, if you're fairly new into the job market, meaning you're a young professional, you're in school, you're fresh out of school, less less than three years of experience, you probably don't have enough information to warrant going on to page two. So it's fine to make it a one-page resume. It's fine. But there is no benefit to shoving all of this information into one page just to fit that one page rule. If you've been four years or more in the market, if you have enough relevant experience to go onto page two or even page three in some situations, yes. yeah. fine, so be it. Just make sure that everything that is on your resume is relevant. relevant. Now, all right, so we got a good guide, at least a framework, let's call it right, a framework, framework yeah. for resume length. Ooh, this what is good. about I gotta get more. What about like a cover letter? <laughs> do do we need a cover letter? Oh, like, if they're only oh, looking at it, guess what? Right? Like, guess what? It depends. It depends. <laughs> no, it doesn't necessarily. Well, it does really depend, actually. So, <laughs> old school recruiters, they appreciate them. They require them. They appreciate them. They read them. They matter. Okay. New school recruiters. They don't care. That's true. They don't look, a, look at them at all. 
So when somebody says, do I need to do a resume? I mean, do I need to do a cover letter? My answer is yes, do it, don't overthink it. If you see a job posting that asks for a cover letter. You need it. Yeah, well, it's a period. Just, period. What period. I'm hearing is it's not going to necessarily hurt you. Right. Right. As long as it's done well. Right. Um, but it, if not having one could hurt you. So you might as well have it. And let me mention something else, too. Along those lines, I have seen a growing trend for recruiters to put code words in postings mm. that said and it's usually they're found at the end okay and it says by the way if you've made it this far in this job posting be sure to include the word who you know in the cover letter so that we know you read this oh and it's important guys come on how important it is for us to read the whole thing i mean it takes <laughs> Just, what 10 extra come seconds on, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute Come on, son. <laughs> Jason Hopper, there it is, buddy. <laughs> All right, so you got your cover letter, you got your resume. Um, I'm I'm one of the job seekers you're helping, and I'm like, I can't I can't get through the applicant tracking system. I can't, you know, the ATS, the technology, 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 the black hole. Yeah. Like what? What else can you do at that point in time? Should you care, right, with the ATS and trying to play that game, if you will? Yes. Okay. Yes, and here's why. So ATS has been around for a while. For a while, yeah. For a while. Uh, but currently, the last stat that I saw, and chime in, the last stat I saw was something like 91, 92% of mid to large size companies are using some form of applicant tracking systems. So it's not a trend. It's not something that's just going to kind of quietly disappear. It's very important. Um, and, and there's a lot of uh, chatter out there on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Don't write your resume for the ATS. Well, you do need to be mindful of the ATS. The ATS works on keywords. Keywords are important. They're relevant. And, and they're pretty easy to incorporate into your resume um, where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Guys, if we have to, and believe me, we have to use these things, the mandates that have been required on us HR departments and things like that over the years, we've got to keep up. They'd like for us to keep up with what we're doing, keep up with the candidates that are coming in. These ATS systems absolutely help us do that in a reportable format for the government. All right. So follow-up question to the ATS. The ATS chews you up, spits you out. <laughs> You're, you know, sitting there like dog meat. You're feeling like dog meat. What do you do? Right? What can you do? What would you suggest at that uh -huh. point in time? Is it a dead opportunity? There's a couple of things. So if you are using all the things to make sure that your resume is ATS compliant, ATS friendly, you know, there are different strategies to tap into the job market. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a resume obviously is the number one tool that you have. The cover letter, you gotta have that as well. LinkedIn, you gotta have that as well. Networking, you gotta have that as well. But if you're not seeing the results that you would expect 
from your resume, then my question back to you would be, what are you doing to network? Like, do, does your immediate circle know that you're looking? Have you asked them mm. for introductions? One, two. <laughs> and you know, going back to mindset, there's a certain stigma attached to people that are unemployed. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. it's unfortunate, but it's real. And, and I wish that that would go away. And I, job seekers, I want you to hear me on this. Being unemployed is not anything to be embarrassed about. No. Mm -hmm. Shame should not be attached. All mm -hmm. it means is that you're in between jobs, literally, you know. Um, so mindset, super mindset. important to have that right mindset and ask your friends for introductions. Ask your colleagues, hey, I'm getting ready to embark on a job search. I'm look and here's the other thing is don't just say I need a job. Like, like set them up for success. Say, listen, I'm in between jobs. I'm looking for a blankety blank role in blankety blank industry. Like give them that coaching yeah. so that you make it easy for them to say, you know what? I do know somebody over at American Airlines or wherever, mm -hmm. you know, you want to make it easy for them to help you. Mm -hmm. I think that I mean, we don't hear that probably enough. Mm -hmm. The friends, and I mean, I know people are letting their friends and family know they're putting it on their LinkedIn or Facebook and updating their profiles, perhaps. But I mean, you're right. I think that there's a lot of people out there that probably haven't gone far enough to tap into their their natural network, right? Their warm network, uh, which would be you know their friends and family, and you know it's. It's a case of who do you think cares most about you enough to help? And then empower them, empower them to help and you empower guys. Them, yes. Because if Chrissy needs help, Chrissy's a nice lady. She bakes wonderful chocolate cake and I got something and all this kind of stuff that built a relationship and I want to help Christy. So Chrissy, how do I help you? Chrissy, what type of job are you looking for? What type of companies? interest you this, this sort of thing so check this out guys check this out okay like that guy on that commercial says listen if you're going to introduce cindy <laughs> christy <laughs> see what happens when you get anyway uh if you're going to introduce christy to mark don't you think it would help your reputation with mark if you can tell mark how to help christy rather than mark's like okay here's christy she wants a job ah. Foster, you, wonderful you introduced me to Christy, but Foster, don't introduce me to these people and not tell me what to do with them. Mm -hmm. right. Man, I haven't said this in forever. Say it. I haven't said this in forever, but people love to help. People love to help as long as it's convenient. Yeah. Yeah, we're right? moving so fast. And not yeah. threatening. Right. And non-threatening. So if you come say at somebody and it's, it's, you know, maybe a little, a little intense or, or could be threatening, like they're, they're going to, that wall is up. Um, but if you make it easy for them, right. And tell them what you're looking for and help right. guide them. Um, not just like, Hey, I'm looking for a job. You know, anybody that's hiring. 
And here's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Talking about making it easy. So there's a difference between making an introduction and making a recommendation. Ah. Mm, I'm okay. on with it, so, girl. Let's hear that. I've got to get my mic ready. Get the mic ready. So a lot of people are uncomfortable asking for help because they feel like, oh, that person doesn't know me. They're not going to recommend me. Well, don't ask for a recommendation then. Ask for an introduction. An introduction is easy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, yep. in all actuality, how am I going to endorse you or recommend you if I don't know you? Yep. Hey, I'm going to throw a mic up to that, too, because, you know, a lot of people have that hesitation, right? That referral or recommendation hesitation. Right. And an introduction, and we've gotten into this. Yeah, right? we, 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 yeah we've gotten yeah. into this about LinkedIn and, like, introducing people. And you're, I, I think you're right. You You painted that picture great because there's a referral and a recommendation, and that's an endorsement. That is right. you putting your, you know, putting yourself out there for them. An introduction is just like, hey, you guys should talk. And then exactly. it's up to them to decide whether they like each other or right. not. Right? Right. Uh, that's a great point. That's a great, solid point. So, guys, we have had a ton of mic drops. we got to go oh, to a commercial break. Good, so, yeah. But before we do, let's ask a question to Christy and to the audience, um, or have a question to the audience about Christy, should put it that way. Um, and we have a giveaway. So, do you want to tell people what the giveaway is? Sure. So I'm going to offer um, for our winner a 30-minute LinkedIn coaching session. So Ooh. that will be very interactive. I can record it over Zoom so you have it to keep. And I'll teach you all the ins and outs of LinkedIn, things that you thought you knew, but you really don't. All right. So guys, what's, what's a good question for the audience? How many applications did Christy go through? Ooh, yeah. How many did she apply for when she was looking for a job that took her a while to get and all that kind of stuff? Do you remember? All right. Well, while we're, while we're getting those answers in, let's give some more shout outs here before we go to break. Gregory Burden. Greg Burden. Greg Burden. Carol Brickell. Hey, Carol Brickell, I think it's Brickell, pronounced right. Brickell, yeah. Brickell, yes. Yeah. Uh, John Foster. John Foster. All right. I like that last oh, name, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Greg Burden, we got to talk. That's my fault, man. I hadn't called you. We got to talk. I want to <laughs> talk to you about what's going on. We got to catch up. We got Neil Anson. Hey, we saw you this morning, Neil. Great to see you here again. Uh, we also have, I think I called Carrie Peterson out, but good to see you, Carrie. Yeah, um, Carrie's back. Let's see. Oh, man, we got answers popping in here already. Oh, yeah, so they're coming. See. All right, guys. And again, little disclaimer this is what we see. So I know computer to laptop to phone, the comments come in some sometimes a little bit different. Uh, sequence but the first one that i saw is carol brickell is carol? that what you see carol i see carol brickell carol. she said a hundred is that the answer it's over a hundred over a hundred all right hundred over a hundred yeah. so we'll give that to her carol congratulations guys stick with us stay tuned we will be right back after this break Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show could help someone you know. 
you know? And if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye.